Yes, Commissioner. Is that you, Batman? Uh, it is the Cape Crusader, but I was only aware that my phone would pick up calls from Commissioner Gordon. Who is this, please? Ah, this is Ed Gross, host of the TV Retrovision podcast. Very good to meet your acquaintance, Mr. Gross. How may I help you today? I have a few questions that I think people would love to know the answers to. Certainly. I'm Ed Gross, and this is TV Retrovision, the classic television and film podcast where we celebrate all our yesterdays, today and tomorrow. As you can tell from our opening, we're going a different route with this episode of the podcast. We're heading back to the 1960s to have a conversation with the pre-Dark Knight version of Batman, who we're not seeing is Adam West, but we're not seeing it isn't. Once our chat with the man who would be Bats is concluded, we'll be talking to Mike Toomey, a part of Chicago's WGN Morning News team, who began contributing to the show in 2003 and has now become a staple of it, bringing skits, impressions, and much more. Bottom line, this is not your parents' newscast. Mike has used this comedy act to appear in concert with people like George Carlin, Wayne Newton, Crosby, Stills & Nash, and Reba McIntyre. He's also been featured in comedy specials airing on HBO, MTV, and A&E. But before we talk to Mike, it's Batman. <laughs> to start with, people are wondering, where have you been? Well, times are a little bit different. The Batcave has been downsized considerably. If you remember the expansive cave we had in the 60s, computers a bit smaller. I merely have been reduced to a card table and a laptop. You know, people are always wondering, uh, Robin, what is it like with a guy who's around you all the time with holy this and holy that and holy the other thing? I must admit, citizen, that it was I who started the holy this, holy that, just to give Robin a bit more of an identity. As for the hanging around, I think it's important for all adults, if given the opportunity, to have a youthful ward. Wouldn't you love to have a youthful ward? No, but I'm happy you are. <laughs> happy doing that. <laughs> He's very not only youthful, but useful as well. And one day, hopefully, he can take over the reins as the Cape Crusader. Wow. some That's a good vision to have. You know, speaking of vision, when that signal rips through the sky, what is your reaction? Is there excitement? Is there dread? Is there, oh, I don't feel like doing this? I mean, what's your feeling when that bat signal comes up in the sky? Typically, that depends on what I'm doing at the moment, citizen. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy to imagine this, but every time I see the signal, I'm doing something else. I, uh, the other day, I'm, I'm on the toilet, and the bat signal pops up. Why couldn't you have done this 10 minutes earlier or 10 minutes later, Commissioner, I ask? It's like the phone always rings when you shower. The bat signal always comes up when you're shower. on the toilet. Yep, I get it. Absolutely, yes. You know, obviously, we're in an age of superheroes everywhere. Superheroes on TV and in movies. Mm. I mean... Do you have a favorite? I mean, what's your feeling about this whole genre of the superhero thing that's exploding in movies and TV? Citizen, when I watch these movies, I'm entertained, but somehow they come across as very unbelievable. In my day, crime fighters fought crime, and it was believable. It was real. Today, there's giant dragons and giant robots that destroy the world. Nobody believes that. You watch my show and you say, I could see that happening. You obviously, you know, over the course of your show, you went across, uh, came up against many, many villains. And I'm wondering, who, who's your favorite and who's your least favorite and why? An interesting question, 
Indeed, Mr. Gross. Let me explain. My favorite, the Riddler. My least favorite, the Riddler. Now, the answer provides a riddle in itself. Frank Gorshin, fantastic. John Aston, not so good. Do you remember when John Aston took over the role as the Riddler? I do. He had a mustache. The Riddler doesn't have a mustache. But you also had different Catwomen. What was, I mean, was that a problem at all? Each Catwoman was cataclysmically dangerous to me, but all unique and entertaining in their own way. So what's next for you, Batman? Well, I'm, at the moment, restoring my fortune to Bruce Wayne levels. Uh, of course, back in, I guess it was 2008 by now, uh, I did some horrible investing with a gentleman named Bernie Madoff. Perhaps you've heard of him. I have. Well, a lot of the Wayne fortune was unfortunately lost due to Bernie, but I've been building it back up, learning things about the future and the current state of events, and the Wayne fortune nearly restored. Thank you for asking. I am curious, though, what is this connection between you and the Wayne fortune? Well, if you remember, my parents were brutally killed by criminal when I was a young man, leaving me with a great, great amount of money. Alfred, my faithful valet butler, helped me manage the fortune until, of course, I ran it into the ground and was able to then restore it. And you do realize, of course, you have just exposed the fact that you are really Bruce Wayne instead of just Batman. Of course, you can fix that in post, can't you, citizen? If I was a nice guy, I would. (laughs) Do not let this information fall into the maniacal hands of the Joker. All right, I won't. Batman, I thank you for your time today. Good day, citizen. And to you, sir. How did you discover this whole Adam West thing? (laughs) Well, it's always been one of my favorite shows. And then when I was a kid, I used to just, you know, imitate everybody on the show. That's how I, you know, started, before I started doing comedy, I was just, I would just imitate everything I saw on television. And because I liked that one, you know, I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And, you know, every time I saw it, I found a new nuance to tighten and screw in. And, you know, it just ended up being one that I could do pretty well. But you now you say, you know, in comedy, but you're also like on TV, right? Doing weather or something, right? Aren't you? I mean, you're. No, I'm like, a, uh, it's it's weird. Uh, yeah, I've been doing stand up uh, since the early 80s. Okay. Um, but the TV show I do, it's a four. It's a, actually a six hour news show, but I'm on the last hour of the show. Because it breaks from news, it's more entertainment-based. So right. I do, I'm like a producer, and I put bits together. I'm kind of like, for that hour of the show, I'm kind of like the Don Pardo of the show. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do a lot of the, the VOs, and I do a lot of that stuff. But I create a lot of the bits, like the ones you probably saw on my YouTube channel. Now, is that are, were those part of the show? I mean, part of that uh, newscast? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, yes. Because I have all the production you know, at my fingertips. So I'm, I take advantage of that and I create a lot of bits for the show and original characters, impressions like the ones you saw. You know, I've just been working with them since 2003. So Wow. How does the audience react to those? Because that is very unusual. Look, it, it's one thing, like even here we have the Today Show. Well, it's around the country, I guess. But the Today Show, we're in the fourth hour, I guess. It gets a little more re- third hour and the fourth hour gets a little more relaxed as it goes on but nothing as relaxed as doing exactly. the things you're doing though i mean you seem to really have taken it <laughs> to a whole new level in a sense 
Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, like I went on that show years ago as a guest, and I was promoting a, a live show that I was doing, and then I just kind of struck up a conversation with the producer, and I said, I know you do fun things and light things on the show, so I started submitting ideas, you know, with me in them, of course. Of course. And I started cre- creating characters for the show and doing stuff, and pretty soon, you know, I mean, they were already doing a little bit of the light side, I and mean, we, we crush in the ratings because we're different. We're not just an endless loop of news every hour. Right. So we're the number one rated morning show from 4 to 10. Wow. And, you know, I, I do stuff in the early hours of the show, but... I'm on every day in the nine o'clock hours. So a lot of it is just stuff that is fun for me that I entertain myself with. Sure. But um, there is, a you know, a, a percentage of the audience that really, really likes that. I mean, if we stopped doing it, the show would still be popular without me, of course, because people like the anchors and they like, you know, the local news. But it's just another, you know, element that me and a couple other guys kind of add to the show to, you know, make it different right but when the people doing this show were they surprised at how popular those those skits and things you would do those segments you guys were doing was getting as time went on yeah because well what happened was there was a guy there the producer that i became friends with was there and he was kind of doing crazy things before i got there and they were seeing you know, wow, this guy's crazy, and he started doing stuff, and people would comment, and, you know, it would generate some, you know, some eyeballs. And by the time I got there and started doing some of that stuff, too, they weren't, they weren't all that surprised by it. You know I mean? They were, you know, interested to see what I was going to do next, but I've been there long enough now where they kind of know my wheel. Sure. But the nice thing is that it, it's not like a, uh, a gimmick that had a short lifespan, like, oh, like the Batman TV show, right? It came out blazing and then faded away uh, in right. its original run. This thing seems like it's had legs, like like people are interested <laughs> in it keep continu- to continue going. Right. I mean, you're going to get your people who type in and go, you know, well, it must be a slow news day that you're doing that, you know, yeah. and it just tells you they totally missed the boat of what the show is. And, you know, and what it's when been. there's hard-breaking like news, they yeah. stay with that wall to wall. You know, they, we, we're not doing... Batman sketches when, uh, you know, when we're having a new president inaugurated, you know right. what I'm saying? It's completely different. <laughs> or riots in the Capitol or things like that. Now we're going to cut to Batman to take you away from the Capitol being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> what if the Cape Crusader was at the Capitol? How would that go? You'd you know, probably have gotten like your that. ass kicked, frankly, <laughs> with what was going on <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, with the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Imagine their reaction to that. Well, you know what? There was a guy there with horns on, so what do I know? <laughs> probably, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, they probably arrested me before I could get my ass kicked. Too. Exactly. There you go. There you go. So so now in your in your outside the show, you said you you know you've been working in comedy. So so what is that consisting of? Stand up routines? I mean, what are you doing in terms of the comedy world? I started doing stand up when I was in high school. And then as soon as I graduated, I started going to clubs. And then it was like perfect timing because that's when the comedy boom kind of hit. Right. And right when I got to the point where I was reasonably good at it, well, that's when clubs started opening up all, all over the country. So I was doing a lot of clubs for many years. What kind of reaction do you get from people when you do these impressions? My regular stand-up, I don't do a lot of voices. But that other show, if you got a chance to see the website for the television-related show that I do, right. you know, people come in, it's it's promoted that way. So, I, you know, I think they, they like it, but they're not totally shocked at what mm-hmm. they're seeing because it's kind of been teased that way. You know? Right. Absolutely. But I worked with, uh, I worked with Gorshin once. Oh, yeah. Um, 
who was a great impression. Yeah, he you is. Know, of course, Loves it was the him. Riddler. So it's like I was working a club, and before they started the show, they were doing announcements on stage, and they said, Frank Orson's coming here in a couple months, so get your tickets, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I said to the guy who owns the club, I go, are you kidding me? Right. He said, I don't care what it pays. Put me on as the opening act. I mean, I'm, all, I'm almost would do it for nothing. Right. So they put me on the bill, and, uh, you know, I met him. Couldn't have been a, a nicer, cooler guy. And um, I said, listen, before I bring you up, I'm, I wanted you to watch. I do an impersonation of Adam West. He goes, I've never heard of anybody doing that before. Yeah. So I go up, and I did the impression, and I could see him in the back, like contorting, like the way the Riddler would twist his body and just <laughs> kick his legs up. And I could just see his body language in silhouette laughing at the bit. <laughs> and then he goes up on stage and goes, that guy does Batman better than Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though. So fun. That is great, though, to yeah, have that memory, was, seriously. Making Frank Gorshin laugh. Right. And the know? whole weekend. I mean, I, I realized later that I, you know, he was so patient with me because I wouldn't leave him alone. Like, I was asking him questions about, you know, about, you know, his comedy career and doing impressions and being on Batman. You know, I just couldn't stop right. asking him stuff. And he was so cordial and so so nice to me that's great seriously are you trying to bring it to another level uh the comedy or are you kind of very happy with where you are right now uh you know i'm 57 years old so i kind of think i might be yeah where i'm gonna end up <laughs> <laughs> you know <clears throat> you know I had, I had a pretty good run stand up i got some good opportunities did a ton of you know television um i live in chicago i never moved to la and right there were were certain points in my life where that would have been the right thing to do career-wise but i stay here i have a family here you know i met my wife here we have four kids right and i just said this, this is this is okay we hope you enjoyed this trip to gotham city and be sure to check out mike toomey's youtube page you won't be disappointed additionally please subscribe to this podcast tell your friends about us and give us a five-star review thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time same bat time same bat channel